God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And guess what? We have Leonor Kuroda with us today. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So uh, Philly is not what we left. I mean, it seems to be different uh, today than it was you know, uh, when the, we left there. The first thing because I Because you lived how many feet away from where that shooting was? Um, let's see. Well, we both at different yeah. points didn't live yeah. far from it. Uh, probably about four blocks up and uh, about, what was it, about four block, three or f- three blocks over. Yeah, but I can't... Like three or four e- blocks away. Yeah, I can't even count the amount of times I walked home from South Street, the, the lower numbers on South Street, um, on a Saturday well, night. How and, many times have you gotten a Rita's Ice from Icicle? Uh, all ice right, cone exactly. And there were other, there, and and there were other places. I mean, I've shopped there like a thousand times. Uh, and there are a That's lot across of, the street from John's? Yeah, no, and John's was a restaurant I used to like. A and Jim Steaks is not far from well, there? Well, that's the other thing about South Street is because you often, I've often told tourists because they hear about Pat's and Gino's and that's all the way in South Philly. Yeah, and I say, Jim if you Steaks don't, is the best. I say, well, if you don't want to go all the way to South Philly and you just want to say stay in Center City, then just go to, um, you know, just go to... I, uh, I think Jim uh, Steaks is actually better right. than Pat's and Geno's. And so basically the first thing I saw when I woke up Sunday morning was I saw this news about the shooting on 2nd and South. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is frightening. I mean, this is also reminiscent of a number of years ago when all that vandalism was happening on Walnut Street where the nice stores are. I mean, you're seeing the city being destroyed, and there was a heat map done on uh, television this morning of uh, all these shootings that have been happening in the across the country, and it's just getting worse and worse. And now that we're starting the summer, you know, more shootings happen, I believe, statistically in the summertime because of warmer temperatures, et cetera, and people's emotions uh, become a little bit more exacerbated. Well, 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 you know who's the blame? It's not the gun. It's the culture, it, it and and it's not culture. just the culture, but it's this Philadelphia DA Krasner. Yeah, this Krasner guy. He's a he's a Soros guy. Yeah, and you know it, it. When you look at Gascon in L.A., right? Yeah, and you look at that uh, 
thing that was on the uh, news today yeah. about this woman. Now, this happened about a year ago, but right. for some reason they're showing it today. Um, which is this woman with her child is getting run over by some criminal who's a minor that's going to get released. You know, this soft on crime business is absolutely wrong for America. Um, this is not the way you... So, you know, we know... Uh, actually, if you go on Twitter, there's this liberal woman, like sandy-haired. You look at her, and she's got... Everything about her says, I'm a liberal. Yeah. We happen to know her. Yeah. I, I, know, I know her because... <laughs> we know I, her. And, and I, I don't know her that well, but I yeah. met her... And I she met is her a at radical, a, loony liberal. I met her at um, somebody I know's home more than, on more than one occasion. So as soon as I saw her, I said, aha, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, you know what? I, I, I hope I'm going to pull that up and I'm going to play that clip. But, you know, the thing is, is that she's got it all wrong. She's like, we have to get rid of the guns, you know? And, uh, and, and she's got it all wrong. She thinks it's the gun that's causing all the problems, right? But it's not. It's yeah. not the uh, gun. It's the DA. It's the you know, letting people get away with this stuff. You know, th- it's that kind of thing that needs to stop. Here she is. This is the woman we actually, Maureen Long is her name. She's a witness, right? This woman is a libtard lunatic. And she's from Philly. She lives in the neighborhood. And she thinks it's somehow, you know, a political issue that, uh, that, that where we need to have our guns removed. So let's uh, take a listen. Um, and then we got a caller calling in. I'm um, in okay. bed and I hear... Okay, I'm going to I'm I'm play that over again that in just a, a second. No, can't be Right here. Did you hear it last night? I sure did. What was it like? It was uh, um, in bed and I hear... Rat, tat, 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 tat. And I'm thinking, is that a gun? No, can't be a gun. Just can't be a gun. It can't be. This, this is your neighbor. This is your neighborhood. How, how you feeling? I mean, sad, mad, I'm furious. I am furious. Not just for my neighborhood, for the whole country. If I hear one more time, thoughts and prayers. Excuse me. Can't say on TV. What are Hello. we going to do? We're so politically divided. All right, you want to disagree about the economy or, you know, I don't know, immigration, whatever, fine. We cannot disagree about this. Oh, yes, we we can. We have to do something. I don't care what your political leanings are. We can't continue to let people kill people. Right, right. So why do you keep electing... uh, what's the guy's name? The, DA, sure. the DA's. Uh, what, what's his name? Rask. Um, uh, it's Rasner. Krasner, right? Krasner. Krasner. So, so Larry you keep Krasner. you keep you keep electing a guy like Krasner, and you're wondering why things are getting worse. You know, and why is it that ever since Columbine in 1999 that has it escalated? What what happened before that? You know, there was video games before that. It, it's it's this culture, and it's this um, inflation, and it's this frustration. And it's these rigged elections. And it's these two standards of justice. And you can go on and on and on. But trust me, it's not the gun. And this woman, this libtard, this moron, is going to stand there and she's going to say, we, it's not thoughts and prayers anymore. Oh, so 
let's let's forget about God and let's install a government that actually creates this problem. Oh my gosh! You know, like I just want to wring her neck. And uh, Scott? yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Yes, uh, just answering Leonor's comment. Or uh, if you remember this Las Vegas shooter uh, a few years back was leaning Democrat, leaning Democrat, and his whole idea, uh, other than uh, any other explanation, logical, was to defame those that believe the right of self-protection and the right of the original meaning of the Second Amendment to protect ourselves from tyranny uh, the the socialist movement has to defeat, and you have copycats. You have psychotropic drugs, of which aspartame is one, <laughs> leading to leading causing depression and leading to stronger psychotropic drugs, and the influence they have when they're not properly used and when people uh, abruptly stop them. They create not only suicidal tendencies, but homicidal tendencies. You have a lot of factors involved here. And I think it was, I'd say, uh, uh, 10 years, but maybe more than that, because time gets away from me, literally. But but the NRA, did, you know, uh, they ran down some of the... Uh, uh, well, the person that had the pickup truck running children down on a playground and a lot of the school shooters, and they fi- found out, indeed, there were psychotropic drugs involved. And uh, uh, there's a lot of things here, but yeah. uh, you've got a nation that's already badly polarized, and it might be bad or good, depending on which side of the political spectrum you're on. Right. We'll see with the next congressional election. But I, I'd like to comment on this Ukraine war. Uh, uh, all right, quickly, because we, we, we can't... We can't are we, bleeding we, down. We, 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 we have limited... We're bleeding the Russians down. We have limited time, but so... when we, we use a, a $100,000 missile to shoot down a few hundred dollar drone... Yeah. Uh, when we use a seventy thousand dollar missile to take out a, a truck, uh, I, I suggest that the United States is being bled bled down from our necessary military reserves, and that the Russians really are concerned about the the valuability of the Ukraine. Well, the, the Ukraine. <laughs> I, I'm but, not uh, even. I'm not. They're, okay. They're showing well, we're what gonna, their true colors we're gonna, are. Uh, I don't think the caller can hear me. Can anybody you? that opposes them, so. it's no, mayhem I and think murder he's just on autopilot. And genocide. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Um, in any case, we could talk about Ukraine all day long, but that's not really a topic that I want to talk about because. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of life. It's a waste of breath. You know, the globalists are in charge of that effort. And, you know, the fact is, is that uh, uh, 
the, he who controls the uh, airways controls the war. Okay? And, Leonora, do you agree with that? Or Yes, I, I do mean, agree with whoever controls the airways controls the war. Yeah. Because the war isn't just fought on the battleground or in the, or via airstrikes or via the uh, water. So right and now... The war is, fa- is fought through, through words and through um, marketing efforts, through propaganda. You know, that's how wars are fought. Yeah, well, Klaus Schwab apparently is running the world. How in the world this guy who can't even... He speaks like Daffy Duck, you know... With some sort of weird uh, German accent, you know, uh, 30 years after Hitler or 50, you know, 60 years after Hitler. I mean, it's insane that we would even put all of our stock and lock, stock and barrel in that kind of mentality. You know, this Klaus Schwab kind of thing, like we we can do better. You know, it's like, no, we can't. You know, not with you at the helm. You're an unelected billionaire that hoarded cash in some weird way and somehow you're in charge no but this philadelphia shooting um it's disturbing on so many levels well well, and then, then the other level is i was looking at the crowd forgive me um but i'm looking at the crowd and i'm not colorblind and it seems to be like the whole demographics of south street has changed because it's it's it it was just this riffraff of crap that was there and i have to say that um it just looked like a pile of gangbangers that has taken over south street and i don't remember south street being that way when i lived there and you know um you know it wasn't an unsafe place to walk and now it is well you remember the duck rides yeah and on the yeah, duck rides, yeah. and one of the things that they would always do is they would drive tourists with children up and down different streets in Philadelphia. And then whenever they'd get to South Street, you'd hear, where do all the hippies meet? South Street, South Street, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of the tourism of Philadelphia. It's part of Philadelphia's history. It's a history. famous street. It's a very famous street. It's also known for music venues it's and now, theater venues. It's now, it's and now, now it's looking like It's now looking like... Look, folks, there are places in Philly, like North Philly, where you wouldn't last 24 hours. You would stand a much better chance of surviving in Kabul, Afghanistan, or Beirut than you ever would if you're white living in a black neighborhood in North Philly. You wouldn't last the night. It's that discriminating and racist, and it's reverse discrimination, it's reverse racism, it's reverse segregation, and these white leaders, these white mayor and this white DA and these white people that are liberals want it that way, and I hate the fact that they are in charge, and they're running the city into the ground, and they're creating this gap between the haves and the have-nots, and they're creating, you know, look, I want harmony. I want integration. I want a melting pot. I want it that way. But I like what Morgan Freeman says. Morgan Freeman says, we don't need to be, like, June does not have to be about your sexual prowess as a gay person, right? We don't need to celebrate, you know, your sexuality uh, in the month of June because you happen to be gay and you, you putt from the left, you know? That's fine for you. <laughs> you right? from the left. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the point is, is that it's a sexual choice. 
what, since when are we are we really going to celebrate like July is Swingers Month? You know, yeah. I mean, what is, it's like, and 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 June and August is is Polymory Month. You know, where we have multiple sexual partners. It's like when when are we just going to say, you know what? People come in all stripes, and they have all kinds of sexual choices, but they want to somehow make every liberal group, or they want to turn gay into a liberal group, and they because they want to groom them as voters. That's what they're doing. Yeah, they're they're trying to solidify voting blocks at any cost, and they're using your tax dollars, your conservative tax dollars, to actually um, do their dirty work mm-hmm. and try to uh, sell the idea that they're being discriminated against, and that their nonsense of men can get pregnant or that they were born this way, all these things they are putting. Tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars into science that suggests that that's true. Mm-hmm. When in fact, someone like, um, uh, who was our, uh, who was our, um, yeah, the, the neuro, neuro, neurosurgeon, uh, the black neurosurgeon that worked under Trump. Are you, t- uh, are you talking about? I, uh, I'm just drawing a blank on the name. Um, he was HUD. HUD. Uh, are, you, are you talking about Ben Carson? Yeah, Ben Carson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just. I think he's one of the most brilliant. What men. was the name of the made-for-TV movie? The movie they made with him, with Cuba Gooding Jr. playing him. Well, I remember he was in Stuck on You. Yes, but no, but Bakula, and that he was great in that. No, he was the um, the actual Ben Carson. But there was a movie made about Ben Carson's life where Cuba Gooding Jr. played the uh, grown-up Ben okay. Carson. All right, we watched it together. Look, I the guy is really smart. No, um, well, he's amazing. He's also an example of somebody who, if he hadn't had early intervention in his life, he would have, instead of becoming a presidential candidate, a neurosurgeon and a presidential <laughs> candidate and the secretary of uh, housing and urban development, he would have been just another gangbanger. Well, he got in big trouble. He, he knifed, he tried to knife his teacher. I know. I, I actually think that's one of his least smart things he's ever done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about that part, but everything he's done, done since then has been pretty brilliant. But that was because um, somebody turned him around. Yeah. And that's the point of that story. And that's why he tells it. I'm sure he doesn't tell it because he thinks it reflects well on him. Even as an adolescent, he tells it because, look, he says, look what happened or could have happened to me. But somebody's intervened and somebody turned my life around. Yeah. Well, in any case, he, he made this he made this statement and it was like salt in the eye of yeah. the gay community because he was like, um, how do you explain that, you know, a certain percentage goes into jail uh, straight, and they come out of jail gay. <laughs> what is that about? It's the Brokeback Mountain phenomenon. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> uh, you know, no, no, no. I, look, I'm not making light of this, and I'm mm. not making fun of it, and I have no phobias whatsoever. I uh, lived in New York in a, in a, in a Chelsea where it was predominantly gay, and, uh, and the person I was with at the time uh, managed a gay restaurant, um, but, you know, she was a my uh, person that I was in my life. And um, and the thing is, is that all I'm saying is uh, there's not a phobic bone in my body about it. I'm just saying I don't think it's so much that you're born that way. I think it's a learned behavior. And, and I think that's really the crux of the argument there 
is that it's either a, you know, you're either born that way, which is what the liberals want you to think, because they want to classify then this as a minority group and then give them all kinds of tax breaks and make them all kinds of victims and sell them in the same way that, you know, any other minority group and do that whole packaging thing. And I, I think that's exploitation. And, you know, and they're more than willing to participate in that endeavor because it's good for them financially. They get special perks. But there's nothing courageous about coming out anymore. In fact, I mean, like if you're at the Oscars and you're like, oh, I'm coming out. It's like, oh, you're so courageous. It's like those days are gone. They're you gone know? because it's, it's like every other person. It's is like the out. worst thing you could ever do now. Is you could you could say I support Donald Trump. I think Trump's better. I I, I want mean tweets and cheaper gas now. Yeah, but that's and a- if you said that in Hollywood, then you would be courageous. Yeah, because and that would be probably the true true the truest thing you could ever say. Well, a couple of but, things, but there's nothing about that that would gain you anything right, in that, Hollywood. Well, that's that's uh, that's that's true. So a couple things. Um, I want to make a few points while yeah. we're still talking about Trump. Uh, the uh, I guess it's the Western Conservative Conference for the second year in a row. Ron DeSantis won the straw poll for president. Wow! Uh, Trump came in second, uh, you know, in a very close second. Wait, last year? DeSantis yeah, this year won? DeSantis won last year too. This is the Western Conservatism Con- Conservative Conference. So two years in a row, and then there were a bunch of other people like uh, Cruz and a few others that well, came in much lower. So that's I'll interesting. tell you where Trump is making a mistake. Trump is making a mistake in uh, where he's falling short is, frankly, I think he's he's investing too much in like Mike Lindell and a lot of this this carnival circus. Um, frankly, I mean, not like I say, I love Mike Lindell's p- pillows and uh, his mattresses. The mattresses actually proved to be really, really yeah. good. Um you know, I'm not knocking his product, but but what I am saying is I think that Mike Lindell is out for himself. No, no, um, no doubt about okay. that. And, and, okay, so Leonora works for, you've worked for many nonprofits yeah. in the D.C. area. And they've been around for years. Yeah. Um, 30, 50 years. Right. Okay, these are organizations that have been in the Washington network of things for a long time. Right. And without their support and their efforts, you know, we wouldn't, we would not be in as good of shape as we are in a lot of ways. And I think in a lot of ways, what Trump has done is he is abandoning a lot of that. And I don't think he's, he's showing proper respect. Um, and I don't think he's doing enough to honor and support what, what what's there. There's a lot of infrastructure that's in D.C. That, that are good conservatives. And, you know, they're not rhinos. They're, they are truly conservatives. And they come in many different stripes, like a Rand Paul or, you know, a lot of other kinds of Republicans that aren't necessarily selling books and selling pillows and selling this and selling that. Um, but, you know, keep in mind, it was uh, like the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world and the Steve Bannons and the Steve uh, Cortezes 
all supported the J.D. Vance's of the world. And we know that J.D. Vance is a rhino. And and so what I'm saying is, is that I don't think it's great that Trump is endorsing, you know, like I don't think McCormick is great. And and I think Oz is better in, in McCormick. That's another news. That's flash. another item we're going to talk about. Is McCormick conceded um, to uh, defeat, and uh, and Oz is now the the primary winner of the Pennsylvania and race. And he benefited, you know. While I was saying that Trump uh, lost the straw poll, his endorsement still carried a tremendous amount of weight. That's true. And a good I'm just point. And, that, and let me just say something. Yeah. A good point about this election, this Pennsylvania election, as we're pivoting a little bit, is that Trump had two options. He could have uh, supported McCormick. McCormick's wife was in his administration. That's right. But he supported Dr. Oz, and Dr. Oz ultimately won. And now we're in, we, we're going to be facing oh, an election between yeah. Mehmet Oz and the Democrat John Fetterman. Yeah. So it's going to you know it's going to be I, interesting I, that that finally came. But I actually three think, four weeks later. How long does it take to solve an election? Yeah, that's uh, you know you compare that to France. And, yeah, they know at eight o'clock. Yeah. I wrote about France, and at eight o'clock when the, the polls were closed, not much later, they already knew who won in both rounds. Yeah. How does that work that way? No, and look, I I understand. I think Oz has a better chance of beating Fetterman than McCormick did. Absolutely. I don't really even know McCormick's name. Uh, nobody knew. And, and, and the name. same thing is true with J.D. Vance. So I probably have to say, okay, Trump, you're right. You know, um, you're picking the guy that can actually win the primary in November. And that's what matters. And, and, and that is what matters. And I would rather have J.D. Vance than Tim Ryan uh, in Ohio. Okay? So if, you know, if J.D. Vance is the guy that can win it, and I believe that's the case. I do believe that is the case. Um, more so than Mendez and uh, Dolan and some other people yeah. that were running yeah. in that race. Um, you know, so I know I understand Trump's wisdom. I think Trump is the smartest guy in the room. And he also, one, um, the one thing I will say about but him too I definitely is he think forgave is, people who didn't stand with him and endorse him. But you have to admit, though, the rally... The, the Trump rallies have to get a little bit of a new shtick. Absolutely. And I think that the mistake he's making is he's investing too much in people like Mike Lindell. And I think that we need to diversify the Republican platform. Absolutely. Um, and expand it and uh, give back. Because, see, you have to understand, too, there's this thing about fundraising, right? And there's a lot of nonprofits that are going broke because Trump is sort of hoarding all of the cash, mm. right? So, so everything is going into the Trump thing, and and for what? Uh, because he's not. A lot of these down ticket down, you know, a lot of these smaller nonprofits that are instrumental in doing great work um, in the D.C. area are starving, and people like Mike Lindell are making a lot of money. Um, people like uh, Trump and a lot of the people that are on the platforms surrounding Trump mm-hmm. are making all this quick cash now. But for the long term effort, the infrastructure is drying up. Mm-hmm. And once you once you lose that infrastructure, you have none. And you want to talk about ground game on the day of the election. The ground game comes from what? Leonardo, the infrastructure, right, doesn't exactly. it? Right, exactly. And if you have no infrastructure and, the, and you're just sort of centralized in, in uh, say, Marilago, Florida, right? 
um, you're not going to win elections. And so when you brought up, I didn't know the results of that uh, Western. Yeah, I just saw it this morning. What the, was it called? I, the Western Conservatism okay. Conference poll. Yeah, and DeSantis is just doing his job, you know, and he's not he's not holding these rallies like that. I don't think the rallies are are working as much anymore. They're sort of old, and he needs to he needs to get a new shtick. It's called the Western Conservative Conservative Summit in Colorado, yeah. and basically DeSantis won yeah. with seventy four percent of the participants. Yeah. Trump got seventy one. What was that? What was the numbers? It's seventy four percent for DeSantis. For DeSantis, seventy one percent for Trump. Senator huh. Cruz, and then Ben Carson, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, all got below thirty percent. I don't know how you get two seventy-something percentages because it's they don't all add up. You remember this from when we did the straw, the straw poll, poll years yeah. ago. It they don't they're they're not collect they don't they don't add up because people because of the way the voting is. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you agree with me though? I mean, on that, I mean, do you think that with what what I was talking about with Trump, I mean, and his rallies and things I like agree that. completely. And honestly, what I've heard in talking to conservatives in the D.C. area, um, you know, some some well known because I'm the big, I'm the biggest Trump fan. No, no, I, yeah. I I I'm a big supporter of Trump's yeah. too, and I was more I was devastated when he didn't win. But I also didn't go on and on about it for uh, a year and a half. Yeah. I you know I just moved on and said, all right, this is what this is what has happened, and let's move on. But what I was going to say is what I'm hearing is. That if he runs for, he's he's only going to run for president if he's reasonably sure that he's going to win because he's not going to want to run again and lose. I mean that, and that I mean this goes with so many things with Trump. The fact that he does everything that's so big, and he also yeah, yeah. let's let's face it, he has a big ego. He is not going to go. And then the third thing, which people aren't talking about, is he has a lot of energy, but he is an older person and if he runs uh, i mean and if joe biden is still pl- planning on running and you know we've talked ad nauseum about about all the the downfalls and pitfalls of the biden administration but nothing would be more humiliating than if a joe if president trump ran against biden and lost <laughs> i mean i don't think that could happen a second time but one well, never knows you know i mean yeah. or, or, or ran in the, or ran in the primary and didn't become the candidate yeah but the, that's the, the other thing i, I, I mean, I don't know what I honestly am scratching my head. I don't know how they're pulling off the election fraud, but they're you know if you go to the Gateway Pundit right now, I mean they got this story about Georgia, and it says urgent recent Georgia GOP primary exhibited more patterns eerily similar to 2020's drop and roll. Okay. So we strongly suspect that Georgia's corrupt Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, who won his primary, right, as did Kemp, and they're going to lose to Stacey Abrams because that's the deal. I just know it. I just know this is going to happen. And it. I'm looking at it. I'm watching this train wreck happen in Georgia. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't anybody figure out this fraud? Yeah. I just don't understand it. I don't get it and i don't think i ever will understand Mm it um because i don't have the facts and i don't have the resources to do the investigation but i know in my gut that something weird is happening in georgia and it says after the 2020 election we identified the drop and roll across numerous states 
on election night 2020, large ballot dumps of nearly all Biden-only impossible results were reported at nearly the same time early on the morning of November 4th. After these dumps or drops, and then saw all subsequent reporting of results at similar ratios of Biden to Trump votes, always favoring Biden. Again, and where are these happening? These are happening, it's, it looks like South Street. Yeah. The chaos and, and crap that you saw on South Street is the same kind of thing that's happening in these election fraud areas. And it's like, what the hell's going on? 15% of our population is destroying our country because they've been somehow told to believe that, you know, or the Zuckerbuck is influencing them or, you know, um, they're just not thinking on their own um, because any rational person should know. I mean, black people in general should know that the biggest racist in Washington is Joe Biden. Yeah. He is the biggest racist. Yeah. Uh, that what the black people did so much better under Trump and so did gay people. Yeah. They did so much better under Trump. Trump led the world in in uh, humanity for gays uh, who were getting pushed off of the top of buildings in Muslim countries. And Trump led the world on rejecting that and make uh, helping these countries make laws that prevented that from happening. Um, so you know, and then the the uh, opportunity zones, the. Uh, the uh, historically black uh, colleges and universities, HBCUs, uh-huh. uh, were getting more money. Um, the op- uh, opportunity zones and the uh, uh, black unemployment were all at record levels of yeah. positivity. Yeah. And all I'm saying is, is that whoever is selling out for the Democrat Party doesn't really give any concern or doesn't care one iota Mm-hmm. about what's truly good for them. They want that quick buck, that Zucker buck, to rig the election. And that's what's happening in Georgia right now. And it's still happening. This this story, uh, let's see. Let's take a listen to this. Drop and roll. Uh, let's see. Now this is just going to be... Uh, this is going to be, it can't be presented this way. It's a video. Um, in any case, uh, I'm, I'm just looking at this uh, Gateway Pundit story. And it, it says, steal the Trump landslide. Dump a massive number of tens of thousands of unexplained votes. And then the role is, it says, fix the remaining vote counts in exact proportions to keep the lead. You know, and that's what you get when you have these mail-in ballots and you count them three days after the election's over, right? Yeah. That doesn't happen in France. No, it doesn't happen. Uh, that's why I was laughing every time I was writing about the French election. I said, we're going to know before you know it who won. And they knew you who knew. won two minutes after the polls uh, literally, literally, I mean, uh, uh, because of the way they do the elections. And it's, you know, within, I want to say within an, an hour of the polls closing, they could report on who won. Yeah. How could that be? How come we could be weeks and weeks later not knowing? Yeah. Now, part of it is because they do um, they do a um, popular vote only. They don't do the electoral college. But every time I've discussed this topic, people always say that um, doing a popular vote election would have more fraud than the electoral college. I've come to wonder about that assumption. I don't know that that's necessarily true. 
So, you know, it's it's uh, it's really interesting um, how we have our, our elections over the course of time is the technology has improved. Our fraud has increased and our inefficiency has increased. Some of it may be fraud. Some of it may be just as I said a moment ago, inefficiency, not getting everything done properly at the right time. And this mail and these mail in ballots, I think the, they they just delay the process because voting doesn't have a firm time frame. If you can keep mailing it in and mailing <laughs> it in, then it's never going to end. Yeah. Um, you know, mail in ballots used to absentee ballots used to be for very distinct populations, college students, military, other people that for whatever reason could not uh, vote in person. I remember once I applied for an absentee ballot because I had a business trip and I wanted to vote in the Pennsylvania primary and the business trip came up suddenly and I wasn't going to be there. I had missed the time frame because I applied too late. I couldn't vote. That's the way it used to be. And, you know, too bad on me that I got asked to do something and I was going to miss the opportunity to do my civic duty. Yeah. That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way it should be. Yeah. You know, is that there are firm deadlines and, you know, we and firm guidelines about who gets to do what. And, and now suddenly it's become a free for all. And when things become a free for all, society goes into chaos. Rules exist for a reason. We can't have overregulation, but we need a certain amount of regulation or else we won't function. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a very simple, basic concept that I'm, you know, talking about ex- a lot this morning. But I, I, I think it, it can't be said too often. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can so, we talk about something pleasant? Yeah, but hold on really quick. I just was texting Pat Kenny, our, our <laughs> Oh, well. Um, hello, caller, you're on the air. Did I get the name wrong? Oh, hold on, hold on. Um, sorry, I got this mixed up. You got mixed up. All yeah. right, you're on the air now. Okay. All right. So... Who's calling? <laughs> Cutter Van Moyle, buddy. Cutter Van Moyle. <laughs> Van Moyle. Cutter Van Moyle. Say it again. Cutter Van Moyle. Yeah, Cutter, Cutter Ben Moyle. Yeah. From yeah. Uh, Beer, Chips, and Politics. Beer, Chips, and Politics. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a great name for a radio show? So so you have a little bit of Philly experience, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, I do. And uh, what are your t- what's your take on South Street? Uh, well, number one, it's, it's it's sad that it happened, but it looks like this was a fight that escalated into a gunfight. This was an isolated attack on one person that turned into, you know, two guys deciding to shoot it out, and then they just started shooting everywhere because they, they I guess they had witnesses. Now, I, I'm not a I'm not an officer to to draw that assumption. It's based on what I've seen staring at the. Um, at the police reports, things like that. However, one of the things I did want to talk about, I don't know, did you get into the Pennsylvania election yet? We were talking about the governor earlier. Yeah, uh, well, you mentioned something about Fetterman. Uh, yeah, John John Fetterman had a stroke. Yeah. I believe it was on May 15th. Yep. And the thing is, they're t- oh, I've got a defibrillator and this and heart pacemaker. And I hope he has a long extended life. Don't get me wrong. But there, it is raising a lot of questions because I believe that what everybody's starting to read into is the campaign, of course, is going to say, ah, oh, it's going to be fine. He'll be back on the road before you know it. But nobody's seen him. He's, oh, wow. He's pulling, a, he's pulling a Joe Biden pretty much in the sense that he has been in 
seclusion at his house. And, and granted, I'm sure he needs some recovery time, but it is raising questions in regards to his health, number one. And number two is the fact that he, you know, he, he's not, uh, not going to be able to interface with the people. I think it also before raises they, other questions, before too. Before question his health. Why before is it that the media health. covers uh, the liberals one way and they cover the Republicans another? That's uh, a great question. We've been asking that for years, but I think it's because the media is driven by the left. And, and they're always going to get, you know, I mean, you, you were talking about Donald Trump and his presentations earlier with his with his. By the uh, way, what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with me on that? I do, to an extent, agree with you, because the fact is it, it's turning into the same old cast of characters. Yeah. You know, I, I have not seen enough dynamic change, and you're right. I mean, you bring in the local people that are your local senators and things like that, but you can't just sit there. Maybe he believes he's trying to deliver the constant same message, but I believe more so that he has a, uh, you know, he's kind of got stuck in the rut going, nah, okay, this is going to work, and he's not changing it up enough. He, he doesn't seem to be talking about much in regards to modern issues. And the thing is, yes, we all feel that the, the election was stolen, but there are other things he needs to be talking about. I think he needs to get a little bit more real with the people, and he needs to talk about policy a little bit more. And he needs to, to turn, like, it's just, it, the, the shtick is getting old, you know? They turn the cameras around and stuff. Everybody knows, you know, uh, RSBN right. is covering it, and no one else is. I mean, it, it, that worked in the beginning, but he's got to get right. some new material, and it can't just be the same comedian doing the same jokes over and over and over right. again. He's got to get right. a new shtick, and he's got to get new partners, new new dance partners. Um, Mike Lindell's getting old, you know. I mean, it's getting boring, you know. Yeah. I, like I say, I love his pillows and his mattresses and stuff. He's got a good product. He's a good businessman, but. You know what? Uh, I think that there's a lot more going on in D.C., and Trump is drying up. He's drying up his support of conservatives uh, that really make the wheels turn and get out the vote. And I don't. I think that's going to come back to haunt him at some point. And that's <clears throat> that's a shame because we need him. You know, we need uh, his I leadership. And I'll be the first to say that I, I have not been one tuning in to watch. Because I, unless he's got something new to say, I, I, you know, it, it's almost, it's tough because here's a guy that I'll go to the wall for, but, but the thing is, I, I don't want to, I don't want platitudes. Uh, right. I don't know if he's. It's too serious. Uh, it's too serious. I don't know. If, yeah. I, I don't know if he has his, uh, his own inner sanctum telling him, we got to cover this again, this and this, and we got to keep the message consistent. And that's a very important part of an election. But I'm looking at the message and going, this isn't working for what is going on right now. Right. People want to, people want to under, people are dying. Like, no, no, this is not, well, this is not a game anymore. The people are dying at the pump. They're dying at the right. dining room table. They're dying, man. I'm telling you, this is, I mean, people are getting killed in the streets. People are shooting right, people. People are food. robbing people. And it's because these are desperate times we're living in. People can't get food, right? Babies can't, you know, the whole formula fiasco. Look at that. Look how that's going down. And you know what's funny about that? I ask this question now. 
they shut down Abbott Labs on some FDA quirk, and, and apparently right. the White House had knowledge of this in advance. The question I ask is, didn't we build, don't we have the Sherman Act to stop a monopoly like that? Why was Abbott the only manufacturer of baby food? Right. And, baby food and think about how much States. profit they were hoarding as a result of that. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and because they didn't toe the line, they, they got they got pushed around by the FDA. You know, there was politics associated with that. Like, yeah. It was probably a kickback that went wrong. And it's like, well, if you yeah. don't give me the kickback that Hunter wants, uh, guess what? We're going to shut you down. And who knows? For all we know, it's because the fact is, well, you, you don't have good uh, Washington national seats or, or the new Commodores. You know, you're not going to go to football. Yeah. Who knows what? They're getting bent over. It's something so minuscule. But this is Washington, D.C. Yes. They get pissed off about things like that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to worry about fighting for you. They're going to worry about fighting for their their chance to be in a VIP suite at a, at a sporting event. Right. Because we'll be seen. Right. I mean, so, it's, it's, you know, it's something like that, though, right? You know it. Yeah. I mean, it's something like if we knew what really caused this catastrophe, um, we would be so angry at it. Just like we know what the hell happened with Sussman, right? We know that this guy is guilty, and we know that these jurors and D.C. Uh, uh, electorates are in the tank for the Liberal Party. Mm-hmm. And that that was an unfair situation. It was it was brutal to watch. Yeah, brutal to watch that result because, like you said, when you have the fact that he gave all the evidence, you know, to the the Clinton campaign on sticks, you know, on memory sticks, and oh by the way, he turned in the receipt to be reimbursed, and they reimbursed him. What does that tell you right there? You know what it tells me the Sussman thing that liberals don't care at all about the Constitution, about people. All they care about is their ideology, and their ideology is screwy. It's, it's absolutely well, absurd. And, well, and, and, and we see this with, with Sotomayor, and we see this with Kagan, and we see this with um, a lot of these liberal justices, right? They're, they're advocates and progressives, and they, uh, their, cl- their vision is clouded by their ideology. And we don't see that on the right, because the right, the conservatives, uh, tend to be a lot more um, con- uh, of an originalist, you know, like um, constitutionalists. Right. And, uh, and, and the other ones, uh, they, inter- they interpret to their own belief uh, in, in a very progressive way the Constitution. And um, and we see that with these electorates. You know, like that woman I played in the beginning of the show from Philly. We happen to know her. Mm-hmm. She, we know what a libtard she is. And she's sitting mm-hmm. there blaming the gun when it's actually right. a lot bigger problem than that. But she's that blind right. and that stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the other thing about the D.C. courts, you got to remember one thing is when Harry Reid invoked the nuclear option to put judges in the courts, it was all about the D.C. court system. They knew that they had to tilt the, the stage because down the road they may need the courts. And if you look at the fact that, look, you know, what held, what held up Flint, right? The D.C. court system. What's going on with Sussman? The D.C. court system. You have three Clinton 
donors that sat on that jury. You had another one that had their child was on the same crew team as Sussman's kid. Right? So, so they didn't want to create a uh, conflict of interest. And the thing is, the judge was made aware about it, and he let it go. Yeah. Well, he so let... the fact is, you're right, the deck is stacked against us. I mean, it's been said a number of times about the, the person on the sports team, the other stuff. It, this is constantly the two sides of justice that we're seeing and the, you know, and the inside clubs that are happening in D.C. that we choose to ignore. I mean, if this was happening where it would benefit the right, nobody they would be speaking up immediately about it. Uh, but exactly. when it's benefiting benefiting the left, nothing is said, and it's just said, "Oh well, you know, that's who showed up in the pool." I mean, that's. I mean, I'm oversimplifying to make a point, but we, if we're going to try to say we want uh, a lack of bias in these circumstances, then we really have to do it on both sides, right? We, you know, we we mm-hmm. can't just uh, we can't just say, "Okay, this is just the way DC works, and this is just who showed up, and you know, et cetera, and and look the other way when it benefits uh, the left, but uh, speak up when it. Uh, when it benefits the right i mean and i something needs to be done about this because that's why they call this place the swamp well the swamp is fearless isn't it because it never loses it never loses part of the that's the part of the arrogance that we have to quell and that's exactly it arrogance you 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 hit the nail on the head there Mm -hmm. yeah well hey i know you guys got a show i just wanted to drop in say hello thank you for being letting us be part of your network yeah well you you know here's what happened you texted me about the john fetterman thing yeah and i said call (laughs) right well you know i'm not i'm not just a member of your network i'm a i'm a fan there you go (laughs) you 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 are an avid listener i appreciate that Uh so thank you for calling in today enjoy your day all right take care all right yeah no uh I, I have a couple of stories I, I lifted um, from uh, the, the Federalist. And it, this one really bothers me because I'm a big Peter Navarro fan. I love that guy. It says, Michael Sussman free and Peter Navarro in shackles. Now, I didn't know that Peter Navarro was in shackles, actually. No, well, they were, well, he, you know, they're Epitomized using the word. America's I think they use it. They may, they may be using the word metaphorically, but yeah. yeah. So what to do. What do you do when every, uh, let's see, I'm going to first make sure I don't. All right. What do you do when you, your every institution has been weaponized against you? What do you do when there is a two-tier no justice system? I mean, how in the world do we get to this place? And I will tell you this. I've always said the only way you could actually beat our system, I said because our last stopgap is our Supreme Court. And we just heard uh, that Mr. Jones, this Congressman Jones over the week uh, on Friday, uh, talking about the guns. And he said, if we can't get it uh, passed this way, we'll get pack it. the courts. And if we can't get it done yeah. this way, we'll, we'll do this. Yeah, you know? and, and it's like, okay. If you so don't let just, us in the front door, we'll come in through the garage. Yeah, that's that kind the of, way it works. That kind of thug maniac. Okay, yeah. got it. Um and so, you know, I always thought that the courts would be the last, you know, like that would prevent us from losing our constitution. But packing the courts and seeing the way the progressives are on the on the bench uh, really does scare the crap out of me. And um, because without that stop, without that, we're lost. We're nothing. And that's 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 it. 
you know, that's the last thing, you know, uh, uh, from falling off the cliff. That's it right there. So the uh, split screen of a smug and triumphant Hillary Clinton 2016 campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, walking free from D.C. federal court and a harried and bewildered former Donald Trump trade advisor, Peter Navarro, being hauled before it uh, following his account of a harrowing, harrowing arrest and detainment ought to be ingrained indelibly in the American mind. It sends an unmistakable message. We can get you anytime, anywhere, on any grounds we choose. You can't touch even a single one of ours. And that's what's happening. And, you know, that happened to Don Jr. uh, with uh, regard to um, uh, something that was happening in the case in New York. Yep. And um, yeah, we're giving Hunter Biden a pass. Yeah. And Hunter Biden is sitting there and uh, all these. It's absolutely insane. How about the people that are rotting in jail from J6? Yeah. Still, it's still absolutely insane. Nobody says anything about that anymore. And people are walking around in fear. They're afraid to even show up at a rally because they're 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 going to be investigated. Their bank accounts will be seized. Um, You know, if you're Justin Trudeau, you'll get a horse and run over someone's face with it. You know, um, if you're a trucker in Ottawa, I mean, it's absolutely absurd. Uh, the kind of thing that's happening here. And we got these DAs that are rigging the system yep. for one color of skin over yep. another. You know, when we see the crime, it's like, okay, I wonder what that's about. The, a gangbanger shooting in South Street. Um, yeah, I wonder what that looks like. Yep. What does that look like? Yeah. And, you know, no surprise. No surprise at all. But we're not supposed to ju- make any judgments on anything. Can I say something happy yeah, before sure. um, we go out of Dodge? Okay. The Queen, 70th Jam- oh, J- yeah. Jubilee. I mean, she showed up at the beginning and then there were a bunch of reports saying that, you know, she's, you know, she doesn't have the strength to go to this event and that event. But at the very end, you saw her or close to the very end, you saw her on the balcony again. Yeah. Wonderful thing. 70 years. Uh, what know, an amazing thing. It's going to be the last. That's it's going to be a big game changer. What's happening between William and Harry? I is, don't know. Bad blood's happening. Harry now. and Meghan are just disgusting i don't like what they did yeah uh that's another thing but, but the should, queen long live the queen i should not be so negative all no the time. we shouldn't be negative but long live the queen that's what long i want to say okay. i want to say that as we go out of dodge long live <laughs> the queen i think she's amazing all right i want to thank everybody for tuning in today uh to the scott adams show be sure to check out buglecall.org buglecall.org um you go over there and uh say about us and look at our team that we have assembled over there and our board of directors and uh they're great people our pictures are all up there and um and make a donation if you can and with that we'll see you next time on the radio bye-bye everybody. Shovel, dig a hole a little deeper just to bury my kids right up to there